Hey girl, welcome to this bonus episode of the Fearless Mujer. As you know, I've been doing a coaching series because I've had a lot of women ask me how I got into coaching. They've shared with me their deeper desire to coach. They're just not sure that it's the right tool for them. And some women have even shared with me that they don't feel qualified to be a coach. So during the series, I've taken some of those questions and really try to answer them, but also give you practical tools and ways to really discover if this is something for you. And what I will say is that if you feel a nudge in your heart to get into coaching, you're curious about it, and you're really gifted in an area, you have a set of tools or expertise that you can really give people a solution in an area where they're struggling, then chances are coaching is for you, right? It's just a matter of organizing yourself and understanding and getting clarity in the area of where you want to coach. So today you're in for a special treat because I have an amazing mujer and Latina on this podcast. Her name is Lucy King. She is the founder of Viva La Budget and Finance, a financial and business coaching agency for first-gen Latinas and busy mujeres. As a first-gen investor from humble beginnings, Lucy understands the challenges of building wealth since financial literacy is not taught in school. Lucy is also the host and creator of Say Hola Wealth podcast, where she talks about all things finance and wealth building. Guys, you know, it was such an honor to have Lucy because... She's really inspiring. She's really smart too. She's so smart. I love talking to smart, wise mujeres because I get to learn a lot from them. So listen, you can find her on Instagram. Viva La Budget and Finance is her Instagram handle. And she's going to tell us her journey of getting into coaching, why she felt led to do that. Some of the challenges that she encountered, but really the freedom that she's found through coaching. And so we're talking about coaching today. I thought Lucy was the perfect person to talk about this. I've been following her for a while and she's just really an inspiration truly. So also if you want to get right with your money, you want to get healthy, then Go check her out because she's pretty cool. All right. I hope this episode inspires you. Share it with your amigas. Go follow Lucy and make sure to tag me on Instagram at the Fearless Mood Podcast. God bless. Welcome to the Fearless Mujer Podcast. I'm Micaela, the voice behind the mic and the creator of this podcast. I'm the author of the book, Dear Fearless Mujer, You Were Created for More, where I share my raw journey of healing, finding my voice, and true identity. Amiga, I'm truly on a mission to empower Latinas everywhere to know that their setbacks, pain, trials, and heartache cannot stop them from stepping into their God-given purpose. On this podcast, I'll empower you to let go of your limiting beliefs so you can step into your confidence and never have to dim your light again. Girl, this is your space to shine. No matter what season of life you find yourself in, here you'll be equipped with tools that will help you heal, accomplish your goals, and dream big so you can impact those around you. And if you've been looking for your tribe, well, you just found it. Girl, just like you, I'm a busy mujer. I'm balancing life, marriage, motherhood, and business. 
one cup of cafecito at a time. But I also know that being in community is so powerful. The Fearless Mujer is not just a podcast, it's a sisterhood. And together we'll dive into this journey of life, motherhood, business, and whatever else you got going on. So you ready? Grab your cafecito and let's do this. Welcome to the Fearless Mujer podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, thank you for being here. So I'm so excited that you said yes to coming on. I've been following you. I know we're talking a little bit right now. We've been following each other on Instagram for for quite a while. And I really admire your work to help Latinas create wealth and get out of debt. So before I tell everyone who you are, please introduce yourself. Yeah, hello everyone. My name is Lucy King. I am a Latina money business coach. I'm also a speaker and host of Say Hola Well podcast, where I talk about all things finance and well building for Latinas. I love it. And I'll make sure to add your links in the show notes. That way, if people want to connect with you, go listen to you, that'd be amazing. So I'm actually doing a series on coaching, and I thought that you would be such a great example of somebody who is a coach. And I feel like you're breaking a lot of barriers and being a trailblazer because as Latinas, growing up Latina, at least in my family, money was a scary topic. So then you grow up with that same kind of fear. So before we get into what inspired you to coach, I would love to know why it's important to really talk about money, why it's important as a Latina for yourself, who's leading and paving the way for other Latinas to really put that message out there? Yeah, thank you. That's that's a powerful question. And I'm getting goosebumps every time people ask about these, because I so I come from very humble beginnings, just like most of us, right, where where money was scarce, where money was such a big taboo topic when nobody talked about money because it was either rude or, you know, uh, if you grew up in a religious household, like I did, I remember my grandma saying like, God doesn't like us talking about this stuff. Right. And so there's a lot of barriers that we grew up hearing, not only from our familia, la cultura, but also society. Right. So I, um, I was very privileged to be the, the first one in my family to go to high school, college, have a top executive career. But even though my life was so successful from the outside, I still had a lot of money fears. And so I didn't know that I was um, money trauma, which a lot of us have experienced. Like that's the right terminology for that. And it wasn't until I left my corporate job because I was underpaid, overwork, and you know, the mentality of like always having to work, always having to learn. I put myself back in school and that's how I learned about investing through a finance class. And at first I was very upset. I was like, how come no one is teaching this to our community, right? And so I started diving deeper into like, well, does this really work? And so I started doing investing myself, literally applying everything that I was learning and through the process, I realized that the school system doesn't teach us that. So to answer your question, why is it so important for me? It's because we are hard workers, right? We are very smart. Latinas are one of the smartest mujeres in <laughs> the planet. And so I told myself, well, if we have those skills, 
Why are we not learning about money? Why are we not letting our money grow for us? And honestly, I didn't see the representation in that industry. I believe Latinas are 1% of the finance industry. So I'm doing this because I want to show other Latinas that they can build wealth, but also other younger Latinas that, that we need them. We need them in the space. Wow, that is a powerful answer <laughs> because it's so true. And today's episode's not about money, but I really wanted to, I love to know the heart and the, just the, really the inspiration behind why people do what they do, because I know why I do what I do, right? And I think there's such a deeper story there. And you're right. We are some very hardworking people because that's what we were taught being mm-hmm. children. At least, you know, my father, he's, he was an immigrant. He came here from Mexico. So, I saw, I saw the work ethic. I saw just that drive, that earning an honest paycheck and being humble. But it's like, we're the generation that gets to change things and we get to, you know, break barriers. So thank you for sharing that because I think it's so important. And we, when we don't know better, we don't do better. We take habits from, oh my God, we're going to have to do another episode on this because this is such a good topic, but... (laughs) Um, so I'm wrapping up a coaching series because so you're a coach in a different space. I'm a coach in a different space, but I think there's this commonality of when you when you start doing that, you're doing it for yourself, usually, you're building something completely new. And I've had so many mujeres ask me, like, oh, I think I want to be a coach, you know, but they're scared. There's a lot of limiting beliefs behind it. So I want to hear what inspired you to become a coach. I think we heard a little bit about it, but if you'd like to elaborate a little bit more. Yeah, so really like that was just the beginning of my story, but what really inspired me to say I got to do something and I have to become the coach was when COVID hit and I was watching the news just seeing all of these Latinas and women of color losing their jobs because they didn't have the financial instability that they needed to stay afloat. So I was going through also being denied access to financial advice because the financial planner that I went to asked me for $100,000 to start investing. And I said, this can be possible. Like now I have those two big life events, right? Like I'm being denied access and my community is suffering from the lack of financial literacy. So that's when I said, I got to do something. I had no idea what something looked like, but I started volunteering in my high school. I started really like signing clients without even me knowing that that was the right term at that time. And so that's how my coaching business was born out of my desire to help my community. So for those that are struggling with, I want to be a coach, but I'm, you know, I have the fear, which is normal is understand like, what is your driver? Why, why do you want to become a coach? Because I want to say this, like not everyone is meant to be a coach either, right? But if you have the passion to help and be the change by all means, become a coach because we need more coaches. Wow. I love that. And I think we like just going back to what we were taught, get a job, right? Get a job, make, make a paycheck. And that's great. It's, it's honest work. And I think that, you know, having people in the professional field, whatever industry they're in, they're needed. It's important. However, I also think that so many women have much, much deeper gifts 
that they're not utilizing because they're just getting a paycheck. And that's why so many women grow frustrated and just feeling like there's more for me. I just don't know what it is. So I love that you talked about that because I really feel that we get to choose and it's not, you're right. It's not for everyone, right? Because sometimes it's really building something by faith and you really have to be dedicated. So I think there's a lot, and there's a lot of fear. Like, were you ever scared to, when you started doing that? Oh, absolutely. I was terrified. (laughs) I remember, (laughs) I remember having uh, these ideas of, of what I wanted my coaching to be. Right. And then I start having the the imposter syndrome. Like, who are you to teach someone? Like, you just left a career of, I mean, I was with my company for four, 17 years. Wow. And so eight years in uh, upper management where I was in a leadership position, but I left that, right? So I start having these thoughts of, who are you to coach people? Like, you don't have the credentials. For me, that was like, the biggest uh, thing that I was in my mind, like you need credentials, you need to have a paper that says that you are a certified coach. And I was like, well, I don't have that, right? And so again, because of the overworking and like the conditioning to have something that validates who you are. And eventually I said, I need to do more research on these, right? And so to become a coach, you don't need to be certified. You can literally be a coach tomorrow if you choose to. Now, as you evolve in your coaching and as you start signing clients, helping clients, you get to choose if you want to become a certified coach, which in my case, now I am. Mm -hmm. But at the beginning, I didn't have those credentials, right? So if you want to do it, don't wait for that. So that was like one of the things that was holding me. The other thing was the the framework, right? Like, what am I going to teach them? Like, am I going to teach them something that someone already wrote, right? Like, oh, if I'm, I'm, am I going to buy a book that talks to um, that talks about how to get out of debt? Am I going to use their framework, right? Like, that's stealing in my head. Again, the mm-hmm. imposter syndrome. Yeah. I'm going to be stealing somebody's work and that's... I, that's, I'm just not okay with it. So I have to work through my own mindset blockers and then create my my version of how you get out of debt, which now is literally the way I did it. At the yeah. end of the, the day, the, the debt payoff methods and all of this is still the same, but how you get there is my framework because that's exactly what I did to get out of student loan debt. Wow. I need to, I need to like hook up with you later. <laughs> I still have student loan debt. That, I'm so glad that you said that. And again, I want to thank you for being here because like, you're so smart. <laughs> you're so smart. And so I, are I, you. <laughs> thank you. I love to just learn from other Latinas. And I love that you said that about, I'm not certified because that's the main question or the main thing that women say to me but I'm not certified. How do I get certified? And you're right. It's because we've been conditioned to think that we need a certificate on a paper. I am certified. I'm getting certified also through John Maxwell because I love to learn practicals. I love to learn, like, is there another way to do this? I'm glad you said that though, because so many women think I need to have this certification because some somehow it proves that I'm qualified. In my case, I always think this way. 
and and you can share with me if if you disagree because that's okay. I think that when you get certified, you learn a lot of practical tools, and they're great. It really does help you have more tools for your toolbox. But at the same time, I believe that coaching is also a gift. Like something you said, you coach your way. That's the same thing that I tell people, like, I'm going to coach you, but I'm going to coach you my way. Why? Because even when I was going through stuff, even through my journey of getting to where I'm at, which I know that I have so much more to go, there there was a way that I overcame it. There was a step-by-step framework. There was something that I did that now positions me as an expert. And I really think that once women begin to understand that, that Okay, if you want to get a certified, cool. That's your preference if you want to invest in that. But you may have expertise and gifts that you don't even know are there. That if you just put your brain to work and brainstormed and really thought about what is it that I could help women teach? Like something that I said on the last episode was this is a really stupid metaphor, but if I smelled bad and you had a product, Lucy, and you were like, Mikael, I have the thing for you, right? Because not only do I have this bad smell, I know it's a strange analogy, but I'll I'll wrap that up. But <laughs> um, but not just that I have this smell, right? I'm embarrassed, I'm feeling ashamed. People are talking about me. So if you had a product to make my life better and you told me about it, I'm not gonna get mad. I'm gonna be like, oh my god, Lucy, thank you. I've been praying for this, right? And I think that. Sometimes women are scared to be like, hey, I can help you with that, especially as Latinas. We love to help. But when it comes to, hey, I'm an expert in this, it's kind of like that imposter syndrome that you were talking about. I think you're right. And I also think that it's also the we take so much pride on being humble. And I think that there is a misconception with that you know, identity of like being humble, you can still be a coach and you can still be a wealthy person and still be humble. Yeah. Right. And so understanding that, yes, what you said right now was really, really important. It's like, everyone has a gift. Like I also believe that. And so learning to really identify what the gift is because everyone's gifts is so different. Right. And understanding what that is and learn to monetize it because it's the other thing. We're so afraid of charging for our worth, right? Mm -hmm. I know it was there. And as you evolve as a coach, so is your experience, your expertise, and your pricing. I remember my first client paid me $375. And I was terrified to charge them. I was thinking, how am I going to charge somebody to teach them how to get out of debt, right? But what I wasn't understanding is that I wasn't teaching them the process. Mm -hmm. I was coaching them on the systems and with the mindset and the belief that they could get out of debt, right? And as I evolve as a coach, then I'm learning, wow, you know, because I am investing in coaching once or twice a year. Mm -hmm. If I want people to invest in coaching, I have to lead by Yes, I agree. And so after I'm doing that, my offer or my framework keeps getting better and better and better and better, right? And so the person that signed up for my coaching, my first client, 
And my last client, they have received the same framework, but the last one has received the newest version of my framework, which as I evolve, as I learn that coaching container just keeps getting better and better and better and better. But at the beginning, you don't need all of these, right? Because that's the other thing. We get so hang up on, I need to create a framework. And it's like, your framework can literally be a one pager. (laughs) Yes. And then for your second client, because you're going to learn so much from your first client, your second client can be two pager, right? And then you keep adding and adding. And then eventually you have like this 10 page framework that you're like, how did I do this? Right. But it's those baby steps and really overcoming the fear of coaching people that are going to help you get to the next level where you get to be Micaela or Lucy, where you're like, wow, now they're interviewing, talking about how to become a coach. (laughs) That's so awesome. Oh, my God. I'm like, okay, you said so much goodness that I'm like, which one do I pick from? Because you're right the monetizing part. I definitely want to talk about that. But I love what you said. Coaching evolves because not only are you learning more, and I completely agree. When you invest in yourself, like if you're not investing in yourself and mastering your craft, then how do you expect people to invest in themselves? It's like the practice what you preach, right? And so I want to also talk about because I'm I'm a believer. I'm I'm a Jesus follower. I didn't grow up in church, but a faith is such a big part of who I am. And one of the things is not just being Latina, but I think in the church culture, oh, bless me, bless people, which yes, we are called to bless people. It's I love blessing people. However, when when is there that fine line with bless me? Because that's where I think a lot of, because that's what I've seen. I, I'm around a lot of women of faith who are wanting to get into coaching. You know, I've been in other programs and that's a fear that what is, what is my church family going to say that I'm charging? I shouldn't charge for that. But think about this, Lucy. I know that behind the scenes, you're, excuse me, because I'm going to cuss, you're busting your ass. You're busting your ass to work on your offer, like you were saying, to maybe add something to your other package, like everything that you said. I love it because I don't think people understand the world that we live in and how much we really do behind the scenes. So my question for you is, how can how can you help someone just, what would you tell that woman that's like, I really want to be a coach, but I have these people in my church community that are telling me that I shouldn't charge because uh, God maybe doesn't want me to do that. So I know that's a, that wasn't in our notes, but I just, I, I would love to know your thoughts on that. No, I'm, I'm so glad that you, uh, that you brought this up because at the beginning of my journey, I struggle with that so much. So I'm, I'm also a woman of faith. I, I was raised Catholic, but I'm no longer Catholic. And I remember having this conversation with my, um, father-in-law who is a deacon at a church and I was telling him like I want to help women I want to help Latinas but I feel I feel like I'm conflicting between my passion to help and really what you just said like what the church expects me to do and he's um I want to say he's in his late like early 60s 
And he looked at me right in the eye and say, well, you're listening to the people. You're not listening to the word of God and what he's telling you. So he grabbed his Bible and I don't remember (laughs) what chapter it was, but there is a verse in the Bible that literally tells women need to charge for their worth and their gifts. Wow. And when he did that to me, like I'll probably text him and ask him for the verse so you can have it. But when he said that to me, I was, I was thinking, wow, you're right. Like I am listening to my church body, right? Which the church body is not really your faith, right? Is, is the word of God in God himself. And so once he said that, I was, I was thinking, you know, you're right. I am telling women, mujeres, that they have to charge for their worth, but yet I'm not doing that myself. So I think for me, that was the biggest like epiphany or the aha mm-hmm. moment at the beginning of my coaching. When he showed me that and I was thinking, I'm gonna do that, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to really my intuition as well. And I know that that God wants me to help. Yes. Wants me to serve. And if I'm not charging for my worth, I'm doing a disservice to my busy mujeres. Why? Because I'm giving them permission to continue with that pattern of not asking for their work and always being underpaid, you know, hashtag Latina wage gap. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. That's, I love that. And I love that it was your father-in-law who said this to you because not that we need validation, but it was just because for me personally, what I do is my calling. It is, it is the, the mission, the thing that God put on my heart. And it's been the scariest thing that I've ever done, you know, especially like writing a book because I'm like the false humble, like nobody see me. I don't want to be seen because that's, that's still something that I'm working on. But it's like, I have, an, because I did go to business school, I have a whole other side of how I think that this is business. Don't worry about your feelings right now, girl, you gotta, right. you gotta do your marketing right now. So, so I love that you said that because it also made me think about I don't know the exact verse, but where Paul says that, am I pleasing God or man? If Mm -hmm. I wasn't pleasing God, I wouldn't be a servant of God, right? Probably said it really wrong. And I just thought about something, not not to have a Bible study right now, but (laughs) I thought about Lydia in the Bible who, you know, it talks and and they, they don't talk about her a whole lot. She's just mentioned here and there, but she was one of the women that supported Paul's ministry. And when Paul got out of prison she even opened up his house to him but she would go and sell her purple linen and she was a businesswoman she loved god she was a businesswoman and i think that we've been so we've been taught in condition that we're not supposed to be that kind of woman but yet we see it in the word of god the women who were actually bold and powerful And I think that for those who are listening that are, you know, women of faith, like if you have been feeling that nudge that you want to get into coaching and you are a believer, then look at the connection there. That if you're sensing that and you are a believer, what if that is something that God wants you to look at? Because going back to gifts, we all have different gifts and it's not until we actually start utilizing them that other people benefit from it. Absolutely. So, oh my God. And gifts evolve too. Because yes. like you can have, you know, the gift of, 
I want to say like holding space for somebody and because that's a skill and a gift in itself, right? Uh, the skill of and the gift of being a great listener. But as you do that over and over and over, you're going to start getting curious and say, what else can I do? If you would have asked me, I want to say 10 years ago, would you like to have a podcast? I will say no thing. <laughs> Same. <laughs> I will be I will be terrified of that question because why? First of all, I, I don't like my own voice, right? And Same so I hear Lucy. <laughs> who's gonna listen to me talking, right? And and I, and now after launching the podcast, I have received messages from people saying, Your voice is so encouraging, your voice is so calming. And sometimes you might not see your own gifts. Mm-hmm. This is my point. With someone like, you know, Micaela, and and she has the skill, I'm very sure of these, of even seeing your gifts before you even see them. Yes, that is one of my gifts. So find that coach <laughs> for you. <laughs> Thank you for that. Um, okay, so as we wrap up, I really let's just say there's a mujer out there who she knows what she's good at, she's already helped people. Right. She's kind of mentoring without knowing because that was me. I would all the time because I had another podcast before and women would send me a DM and be like, oh, you know, they would just tell me everything that they were going through. Um, Can I talk to you sometime? And I would always be like, yeah, do you want to Zoom? Let me send you a link. So here I was meeting with women and I'm thinking I'm just talking to them like I'm literally just thinking that. But little did I know that God was preparing me to do what I'm doing now, because I have a whole different brand now. But for the mujer who maybe is in that space where she's like, okay, I know that I can help people. um, And I'm kind of mentoring people. How do I charge like that, you know, scary word. So what would you say to her? You asked me one of my favorite questions. Oh, cool. So (laughs) I'm going to put on my business hat yes, uh, please. because I, I, like I mentioned before, I come from a corporate background and I was managing a multi-million dollar company. So this is me speaking right now. So if you're struggling with charging or knowing how much to charge, what you have to do is a competitive analysis or market research. So look around where you are, of course, maybe Instagram, right? Research the coaches that are out there, research how much they're charging, right? And you're going to find that as a as a new um, aspiring coach, the least minimum that someone could charge is $1,500. And that's for a coaching sessions or so. Now that number, I'm pretty sure the mujeres that are listening right now are probably like, <gasps> What? <laughs> and I'm like, wow, that's a little bit. <laughs> but that that is the entry point, right? That is the um the the industry average for an aspiring coach. Now, as you evolve, as you get more experience, your pricing is changing, right? So I always tell people, do the market research, know your value. Now, imposter syndrome is gonna kick in and you're gonna start thinking. Well, I'm a, I'm a new coach. I haven't coached anybody, blah, 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 right? Like all of mm-hmm. these. But you have you have the same or more value than any other coach out there. You don't need a certification and you need to start charging for your work because 
when we're thinking about pricing, people are not just paying you for the 45, 60 minute call that they're going to be doing with you through Zoom, right? They are paying you for all of those years that you literally burn your eyelashes learning something, right? Yeah. Your skill set, your gifts. So dive into that. Like, what are the things that I've learned? And the other thing that I do is I think I have a, I have two toddler girls. So I think about what am I going to give up to help someone, right? Like, am I giving up an hour or two hours or three hours or eight hours? And what am I comfortable charging so I can be away from my kids, right? Because when you're coaching people, you have to give up something, whether it's the time with your partner, with your friends, with your kids, with your family, right? And so pricing evolves. So don't be afraid to start. And now for those that I know are still panicking about the 1500 <laughs> is if it's, if it really like, it just scares you because I know it's going to happen is create the offer and then do a, I want to say not a pro bono, but go talk to, let's say Michaela and say, Hey, Michaela, I'm developing this new framework and this is what it looks like. This is my pricing. However, I haven't had any clients and I I would like for you to work with me and give you half off, right? You're still selling Michaela the 1500, but you're giving her a discount since you don't have any clients. Well, after you coach Michaela and she gets amazing results from your coaching, that's when you go to the next client and say, this is my framework and here's my, here's my client and here are the results that Michaela got from being coached by me. Yes. Wow. I love that. I hope and that helps. <laughs> yes. Because my business had itself. <laughs> I love it because it's kind of, I understand the journey of that, right? When I started, I, I think I charged like 457 and I, I was scared. I was like, oh my God, who's going to pay me $457? And now that I look back, I'm like, oh my God, that was like, so like, what a steal, right? Like I would have been like, wow, 457, here you go, girl, right? So I love that you mentioned that because I think that you described it so, so elaborate and so just kind of easing into it. Because one of the things that I've said on this podcast is when we have a bigger vision and a bigger dream or a bigger goal, we kind of see it ahead. And then it's so big, right, that it becomes so scary. But when you break it up, when you take this step by step, when you do just those little tiny baby steps to get you to that bigger goal, it just it just makes it less scary. So as we wrap up, Lucy, and thank you again. I'm th this was so good. I feel like, girl, you need to come back and school us <laughs> on some money because that's what I want to know. Um, but what I want to know just on a personal level, what inspires you? What gets you up? I, I know you're going to say your kids because you're a mom, but what else? It's so interesting. So definitely my kids. But one of the things that is, inspires me, and I use this philosophy really like in everything that I do, which I know might kind of seem like, wow, it's kind of dark. But I always wake up thinking like, this is my day. This is my day. This is This is literally like my last day. What are the things that I want to do? to make me feel fulfilled. So I don't think I have long-term goals, just like most people, right? Like my three, five, 10, 20 year goals. 
but I don't live in the future. I live in the present and I'm always thinking, what are the things that I can do today that are going to help me get to the next level? And it's really, for me right now, is honoring my time and taking care of myself. So what inspires me is knowing that every day, my actions are contributing to what where I'm going to be in 10, 15 years. Wow. Wow. That just inspired me. <laughs> no, seriously. Because I shared with you earlier, and you guys can't see me, but I've been having cough drops because I, last week, I just really woke up not feeling good. And, you know, my book launched a few weeks ago. So I've been like even more busy now. And I've just been going, 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 and I'm almost 40. So I think that I still think that I'm 20 sometimes and I just go, go, go. Um, (laughs) But I woke up not feeling good and my back was hurting and it was just, I'm like, oh my goodness, like what's going on here? It just came out of nowhere. So I went to get a massage and I'm like, man, I need to do more of this, you know? And I told my husband, like, it's my brain that's working. So I need to go get a massage regularly. But I realized now, because I got scared from that, oh my goodness, I need to value my time because Absolutely. it's so easy as an entrepreneur. And my kids are bigger, so it's it's easier for me to be like, hey, there's macaroni right there, right? It's not that I don't ignore them, but it's it's a different season when they're, they're older them kids. Be independent. Yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Get your macaroni, girl. No, but... And my, yeah, and my son works. And so anyway, but it really showed me that I need to take care of myself and take more time for myself, not just once a week, right? On Sunday, because I have to go to church. Um, Not that I have to, but I like to. So I love that you said that because even, even for the women, a lot of women who are listening to this podcast are very busy mujeres. And I think that it's so easy for us to serve everyone else and then put ourselves last. So that's that's my my goal this just moving forward. And I'm glad you, you touched on that. You have to be your biggest priority. That's why I've been talking about that. Like you have to be you're an asset and you Absolutely. have to be your biggest priority. So I love that you that you talked about that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so. This was great. I'm so grateful. Thank you for your time. I really appreciate your time. And anything else you'd like to share? Oh, let us know where to go follow you and where to connect with you too. Thank you. So before before I let people work to find me, I just want to say that, you know, thank you so much for inviting me. I I believe in everything that you're doing. And so I, I, it's an honor to be here with you. And people can find me on Instagram at Viva La Budget and Finance or check out my podcast, Say Hola Wealth. And yeah, I can't wait to reconnect with you and your audience as well. Thank you so much, Lucy. Hey, guys, please go follow Lucy. Go listen to her podcast. You'll find the link in the show notes. Um, Did you mention your Instagram? Yes, you did. It, yes, it's at Viva La Budget and Finance. Okay, cool. So go follow her. Go connect with her because... I really believe, especially if you need to get your money checkup, you need to get your money right, then she's she's your person to go follow. Have an amazing day. God bless. Hey, Mujer, before you go, did this episode help you in any way? I'd love to know what you thought about this episode so I know what content to keep creating for you. 
Do me a favor, tag me in your stories on IG at the Fearless Mujer Podcast and let me know how this episode helped you. And you know that the Fearless Mujer is not just a podcast, right? It's a sisterhood. Do me a favor, share this episode with your amigas, your primas, your tias, because something powerful happens when we lift each other up and together we're truly powerful. So tag me, tag your amigas, share the link with them. And if you found value in this podcast, leave me a review on Apple because that means so much. And by the way, want to take the conversation deeper? Come join the podcast community. Go to fearlessmohead.com, click on podcast community, and let's talk about this episode. God bless. <laughs>